I have a I have a complicated relationship with Juneteenth. It feels a little dirty, a little awkward, a little disingenuous even. When I learned about Juneteenth uh, as a kid, my logic was always, you know, along the lines of like, so wait, we're going to celebrate the day that all slaves were finally free yet blow over the fact that these folks these black folks found out they were free like hella late so we're celebrating liberation in delay we're, we're celebrating delayed freedom having to wait to be granted the same rights and freedoms and liberties that white folks already had. It's liberation in delay. It is delayed freedom. It's my time. What's good, good people, wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, I am Merck, and this is Gaslit. For all my first-time viewers and listeners, welcome to Gaslit. Thank you for pulling up on me. For all my old heads, y'all already know what it is. Thank you for staying locked in. So, yeah. It's been a while last month, man. Um, personally, things have been great. Uh, you know, been able to kind of move around a little bit. Uh, the last few weeks have been crazy busy moving and shaking. That's why I haven't checked in with you guys in a minute. But, you know, as is life, you kind of go with the flow. But um, I can say one thing uh, about the last few weeks that I am really, really proud of and really happy about. Um, back in 2020, uh, right in the very, very first few weeks of the lockdown, um, I made a commitment to myself that if my schedule allowed and other schedules allowed, I was going to start pulling up on my people. You know what I'm saying? Not, you know, phone call is cool. FaceTime is cool. A text message is cool, but you know, I've been moving and shaking, man. So I have friends and, and family literally all over the country. And I, and I really made a commitment to myself, like, once we got up out of that, that I was going to start pulling up on people. So the last, you know, few weeks, I've gotten a chance to touch ground with uh, some really, really good friends, spend some time with them in real time, um, see and visit with them. And uh, honestly, man, I would encourage you guys to do the same. It's 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 such a different kind of connection when you can be in in the moment, in present with people, and being able to kind of physically see some of these faces of these people that I care so much about um, is actually recharging and rejuvenating. So, you know, if if schedules. And, and and finances allow, I would deeply encourage you guys, 
if you have a chance, if you have friends that are kind of sprawled out across the place, man, take that time off, put that bread to the side, and go visit your people. You know what I'm saying? It's it's at the end of the day, the relationships that we have, uh, the people that we have in our lives mean more than pretty much anything that we can spend money on. So um, why not spend your money on going and seeing your people? So I would encourage you guys to do it. It's been great for me. Um, so many good times, good memories, new memories, which is even better. So uh, pull up on your people. You know, it's 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 a reward in and of itself. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into it. All right. It's time for That's Lit. And, of course, That Lit, That's Lit is a segment where I highlight someone or something uh, dope, someone or something that, that deserves acknowledgement, uh, be it for an accomplishment, um, you know, an activity, uh or, you know, just plan on just doing doing the right thing, doing the right thing by people. You know, if it just feels right, you know, we want to highlight highlight those people, highlight those businesses, highlight those moments because cause it's lit, duh. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for this episode, I want to highlight me. Um, so my birthday is coming up, and... I like to do something every year to celebrate, um, but not necessarily celebrate me. Um, I like to do something fun, be it for my family or my friends uh, or both um, in a few occasions to just bring everybody around. Let's, let's just have a good time. It is not sitting around me. It's sitting around doing stuff for other people. Um, I make a charitable donation every year on my birthday. I like I like I like it to be an opportunity to celebrate things that I care about rather than celebrating me. Um, so um, I think I'm gonna do something something fun this year. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a founding member of the Beehive. Beyonce is one of my, if not my favorite artists. So I've been thinking for this year, hmm, I have two extra floor seats to see Beyonce in New Orleans, September 27th. And I'm talking about floor seats literally by the main stage. Section B on the floor, row five, by the main stage. And I think what I'm going to do, I think what I'm going to do, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a giveaway for these Beyonce tickets. Um, let me let me think on, let me think on what, what the, the stipulations and how we want to do it. But I'm going to give away these Beyonce tickets to somebody for free on my birthday. Um, well, maybe not on my birthday. I got to give it a little time. So let's do it like this. At the end of the episode, I'm going to lay out the giveaway, how you can win the tickets, um, and the whole shebang. Because I'm going I'm to get these bad boys away. So uh, make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode to get more deets on these Beyonce tickets uh, and this giveaway. Uh, because as y'all have seen the clips from overseas, 
The tour is lit and you're not going to want to miss it. So if you don't have tickets and you want to go, this is your shot. So stick around to the end of the episode for deets on the Beyonce giveaway. All right, next. All right, next. I got to shout out the Denver Nuggets. Um, so, you know, this year, I'll be honest, I was relatively low interest in the NBA finals, but I still watched, you know, just a little bit more casually. Um, kind of wanted to see if Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat could, you know, pull off the miracle, but uh, they just ran into that same buzzsaw that my Lakers ran into. But at least Jimmy and them, they got a game off of them, you know, so big respect. You know, they always say the real ones. Even if you overmatch, the real one's going to get one off you. You know, I don't know what that says about my Lakers, but, you know, whatever. But anywho, um, yeah, congrats to Denver for winning the first NBA championship. I had the privilege to slide out to Denver a couple of years ago to catch a game. Um, I think that was um, during uh, Joker's first MVP season. And I got a chance to slide out. Um, go to the arena, and I mean, the energy, the excitement around the team, the fans, um, it was it was crazy, um, especially for it to be just a regular weeknight uh, in the middle of the regular season. So the energy was through the roof. The team was excited. They were loud. It was a competitive game. The Nuggets came out and won. Um, Joker had an outstanding game, of course. And, yeah, so, you know, congrats to Nikola Jokic, to Jamal Murray, the Denver Nuggets, um, fans, staff, uh, is lit, you know, as a as a as a Bama fan, a Bama grad, uh, it ain't nothing like your team winning a chip, dog. Like it ain't nothing like it. it winning a chip in your city while you there is nothing like it. So um it's it's been highly entertaining. Um, to even see uh, our boy Joker like be completely against the parade, the celebration, the whole shebang, to being like one complete 180, completely engulfed in joy around winning this championship. I saw this uh, this meme that was like, um, you know, Joker's just like us. I didn't want to go out and hang with the homies. But then I went out and hung with the homies, and now I'm glad I went out and hung with the homies. That is Nikola Jokic post-championship celebrations in a nutshell. So that's been highly entertaining, uh, you know, well-deserved. Congrats again to the Denver Nuggets on a great season, a great playoff run. And, you know, we're going to see if they're going to run that thing back. Hopefully, you know, it's been some shakeups, you know, over the last week or so in the league. So we'll see what pop, but... I think they're in a good situation to run that thing back. So we'll see. Congrats again to them. You know, great season. Job well done. All right. Finally, I want to give a special shout out to all the dads. But in particular, I want to shout out and brag on my bros real quick. Um, pretty much all my friends, uh, all my, my, my male friends are dads at this point. Um, and great dads at that. Uh, these men are present, active, 
fathers and husbands to to their children and you know it's 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 really great for me to see it's really great to see period especially you know because a few of them have you know estranged uh relationships with their dads with their fathers so to see them fully commit fully dive in um be doting and and dutiful um with their children uh is uh it's just dope it's just really dope to see and 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 knowing them over the years and seeing them grow into these men and these fathers versus you know you know the clowns i used to run around with it's amazing to see so um i'm super proud of them um and also because you know i don't have i don't have any nieces you know all my all my partners kids are boys i have all nephews and seeing um you know my nephews reap the benefits of having you know not only you know great moms but having strong um engaged uh nurturing thoughtful dads and 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 this community of of uncles that they have um you know myself included uh to have as a support system to help them support them lead them um guide them um teach them be there for them be a support system and a resource for them in ways that many of us didn't have with our dads um it's just amazing to see man so i'm 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 really excited for my nephews uh to kind of see where they go having this community this strong community of men around them and um and and it, it it just really makes a difference and it's it brings me a lot of joy and fulfillment to see so uh happy father's day belated father's day to all the dads special shout out to all my bros out of touch ground with y'all already so you know what time it is um incredibly proud of you guys um yeah man all right it's time for my favorite segment straight gas uh as you may know straight gas is where i give quick takes on social political cultural pop cultural topics uh sports entertainment uh news conversations that are going on on social uh so you know let's jump into it the uh the first thing um john morant uh revisiting that conversation uh, if you guys want to hear my perspective on John ja Morant, um, there are a couple of episodes over the last few months where I've touched on some of the things around him. But it all comes to a head now. Um, his suspension finally came down. Uh, it was 25 games, which uh, my initial reaction was, you know, that's it. But I think mostly that's because of kind of all this buildup that uh, Adam Silver has had around kind of announcing what you know, the actual, um, you know, punishment repercussions were. And for it to be kind of 25 games, for them to do all that, it felt a little underwhelming. But after I got past that initial reaction, um, it seems about right. Um, the 25 games will automatically disqualify him from any postseason awards uh, due to the new rules and regulation kind of put in place around games played. Uh, for a player to be able to be qualified to win um, those uh, those postseason and regular season awards uh, for the upcoming season. So 
Um, you know, it seems a little light, but I think it's reasonable. Uh, I think we belabored every aspect of this conversation around Ja. So not going to get back into that. Let's just uh, hope that he takes this time to get himself together, get whatever help that he may need, get his mind right so he can get back to doing the thing that he does so incredibly well. And that's playing ball. That's hooping. So let's see what little bro do with it. Um, you know, we'll just see how it shake out. Best of luck to him. Um, can't wait to see him back on the court, hopefully in a better headspace, um, better emotional space. But we'll see what little bro do with it. All right, next, Phoenix has a new big three. Uh, Bradley Bill, Brad Bill, Brad Buckets is um, headed to Phoenix to join uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Devin Booker. Um, I guess we could say DeAndre Aiden, but do we really need to say DeAndre Aiden? But we got a new big three, KD, Book, Brad Bill. Um, I don't know, man. It, they, 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 to my eye, are the same player, just with stylistic differences. Um, all great scores, bucket getters, jump shooters, but they, they kind of do the same thing uh, at varying efficiencies and 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 capability. So it's. I don't know. I mean, you get you get rid of Chris Paul, um, which I've never been a big Chris Paul fan, a big Chris Paul guy. And especially, you know, over, over the last six, seven years, like like blood cannot stay healthy in the playoffs. I don't I don't outside of that, that run with Phoenix a couple of years ago. He 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 cannot have a healthy playoff run. And even even during that run, he was hurt. So, you know, he's getting old. He's a traditional pound of rock kind of point guard. And, you know, in today's NBA, that kind of pound of rock floor general is um, a little dated. It's a little extinct. You know, these younger guards now are more athletic. They're scorers, uh, they're slashers, they're shooters. And, um, you know, he's a dinosaur. dinosaur. And on, on top of that, he can't stay healthy. So, you know, I think it was the best thing for the Suns. Uh, we're going to see what they're going to do to fill out this roster because they paying what they paying. I mean, them, them, those are three very expensive players. Um, this year won't hit them as bad, but over the next two, three years, I mean, they'll have three of the top ten guys um, from, a, from a salary perspective on their roster, you know, pending everything stays the same. And, you know, with the new collective bargaining agreement, you know, this is probably going to be the team, the core of the team for the next three years. It's not going to be as much moving and shaking as it used to be uh, with this new uh, this new CBA. So I don't know. We'll see what they do with it. I don't think it really moves the needle a ton for me, um, especially in the West. I feel I still think Denver's the clear favorite. Favorite. Um, I want to see what my Lakers going to do to kind of shake it up. Um, just some of my spirits. So Chris Paul is going to be a Laker. That's a little depressing, but um, anywho, yeah, I, I still think the 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 Nuggets are um, the clear favorite in the West, but we'll see what they do with it. You know, they might trade um, Aiton, try to get some pieces in, fill out that roster. But you know, for now, that's the new big three in Phoenix, 
And, you know, come the fall, we'll see how it shakes out. All right, so finally, yo, Instagram and Twitter going to be the death of some of y'all, like for real. It's like kryptonite. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we, we've had the conversation around social forever. It's a hell of a drug, right? The attention is a hell of a drug. But it still blows me to see, you know, these celebrities, athletes, socialites, like, blow past what's clearly and obviously a terrible idea and post it on the internet, like, you know, it's it's whether it's the jaw situation, it's it's the Zion drama. The you know we had uh, Russell and Kamora Lee Simmons and their kids this past week. Lil Meech and Summer Walker, like y'all, like the people are really living their lives out for us in real time on social media. It's it's like how you how you. <laughs> How are you so emotionally thrown but still have the capacity to, you know, set your phone up just right, make sure your lighting is good, you know what I'm saying, press record, and then just start crying? Like, that's wild to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's nuts, and, it, and, and they, people continue to do it. People will get on... Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and I mean, and just pour it out. Like, just give us it all. And I'm like, man, it's nothing private no more. Like, it's, it, no one plays anything to the chest anymore. You know, it's, I, I share a good bit on social, but y'all don't know what's going on over here. Y'all don't know what's popping behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the way it should be. I feel like we should give people glimpses into our lives, but you know, I understand there's a component, especially with the celebrity of it all, to have to stay relevant, to stay in people's minds. But man, y'all, y'all just out here looking like dysfunctional humans. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, and then then there's there's a position with social media with a lot of folks. Um who appear or at least present themselves to be a little bit more established and balanced, that uh, social media is, is, is not real. Um, it's, it's just trolls and this, that, and the other. Let me, I, I hate to break it to you. Social media is very much real. This is, this is real life. You know, it's, it's a mirror to reality, and most folks just don't want to accept it. But it truly is real life. I believe social media gives people the privacy and the proxy to behave and talk and act in a manner that abdicates them of direct responsibility of their words and actions and the things that they post. And I think that says more about people. It says more about us as a society than anything else. So to deny that it's real life, I would be on the side of, of saying, I think it's actually a deeper glimpse into reality if we think about it clearly and get past it on surface level. So, you know, it's, I love social. Don't get it twisted. It's an incredible tool, but um, it's too often 
you know, misused and abused. And like any tool, it can be used for positivity. It can be used to build uh, as also it can be used for negativity and be used to tear down. But man, it's just it's just wild. The oversharing, you know, I grew up in a generation where you kept it tight. And I do think, you know, in the past, um, at least in 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 our communities, there was something about us not talking and sharing enough, um, not being open enough with each other. Y'all done took that and ran with it, dog. Some of some of the some of the man, look, outside of the celebrities, some of y'all humans that I actually know and follow, I know way too much about y'all lives. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know way too much. And y'all and, and y'all give it up for free. It's like folks don't even have to be nosy no more. Y'all telling it. Y'all letting us have it. So, hey, move how you want to move. You know, I'm just one of the people that's that's along the lines. If you're going to share it all on social, when you invite people into your business, don't get upset with them when they have an opinion over your life. When you invite people into your business, do not get upset when they have an opinion over your life because you let them in the house. You let the mouse in the house. Don't be mad if you go run to the refrigerator and get some cheese. So, man, do what y'all want to do because y'all like your wilding. But more power to you. You know what I'm saying? Just don't get caught up. That's all like I said. Just don't get caught up. All right. On to the main thing. It's time to get lit. All right. So, you know, Juneteenth just passed. And um, for those of you who followed me for a while, both on uh, the podcast, um, and on socials and know me personally, um, I have a I have a complicated relationship with uh, Juneteenth. Um, obviously, acknowledging that it is a significant date uh, to Black folks in this country, um, but you know, really since since 2020, uh, where it's become more of a mainstream thing, where we're a little bit more intentional about highlighting and celebrating it. But you know, now since then, it feels a little, a little dirty, a little awkward, a little disingenuous, even. Um, especially since becoming like a recognized holiday. You know, like I said, my relationship with Juneteenth has shifted. Uh, you know, like most Black folks, um, since its, its acknowledgement and celebration has been in vogue the last few years. But for me, even you know, before all of that and when I learned about Juneteenth uh, as a kid, my logic was always, you know, along the lines of like, so wait, we're going to celebrate the day that all slaves were finally free, yet blow over the fact that these folks, these black folks found out they were free like hella late. So we're celebrating liberation in delay. We're, we're celebrating delayed freedom. And as I've gotten older, I've actually grown to see that, that, that same, 
situation as essentially a microcosm of the entire black experience in America across time, having to wait to be granted the same rights and freedoms and liberties that white folks already had. It's liberation in delay. It is delayed freedom um, in, a, in a sense that is, is what we're celebrating. You know, it's so I, I went I went to a black owned barbecue spot on Juneteenth. And as I was pulling up, I saw a white family pop up, you know, saying they pulled up, went inside to eat. And then when I went inside, I saw another large group of white folks sitting in there eating. Now, I, I, I didn't want to and I don't want to still don't want to get too presumptuous as as into why they were there. I mean, hell, I mean, it was it was good barbecue, so they might have just been pulling up. You know, it's the summer that everybody got a day off, which we'll get to. And uh, they might have just won some some good cue, which I, I don't have a problem with. But, you know, I've I've overheard and been involved and had so many conversations brought to me by, you know, well-to-do white folks, um, along with people of other races who, you know, would like to be and consider themselves allies to black communities on, you know, what's 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 something that they can do to support black people, to support the black struggle. And even more specifically, uh, what can they do to support and celebrate black folks on Juneteenth? And of course, we all know supporting a black owned restaurant or black owned business is right on the very top of the list. And. I don't want this to come off in a way that is um, rigid um, because I do deeply appreciate people of other races who truly are and try to be allies to black communities and go out of their way to do things like support black businesses and um, support black restaurants and stand with us, uh, you know, when things happen and, and advocate for us and advocate on our behalf um, is absolutely the right thing to do. Um, but this 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 day, this day in particular and these things, it still doesn't sit comfortably on my spirit. Um, it all just feels too overt, uh, especially because. It's, it's easy to do activism. It's easy to do allyship. It's low investment allyship. Um, it it kind of gives me that same kind of guttural feeling when I see people, when they do a good deed um, and post it on the internet, uh, it's like to, so they can, you know, promote uh, themselves doing nice, kind, good things. Um, when, you know, just doing the thing should be the reward enough. It, it, it feels like that to me in a bit. Um, and, and honestly, it's also, you know, weird to, you know, get on TikTok and type in Juneteenth and be uh, bombarded with hella white people explaining what Juneteenth is and why it's significant like I said, they may have had the most genuine and thoughtful of intentions. It just doesn't feel good. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like per performative allyship and activism 
it's still allyship and activism. Um, it just feels kind of cheap and, and, and a little dirty. And honestly, I feel some kind of way about everybody being off um, on Juneteenth. And that might be that might be on the pettier side of things. But, you know, it's uh, for for a country who's built its wealth of black labor, the day that celebrates the liberation of the abuse. And that is a gross understatement, the abuse um, of black folks to build this country. Everybody get a day off. Like everybody get a day off for this day. Everybody gets the day off to celebrate the slaves finally getting a day off. <laughs> like it all just feels dirty. Now don't no no now don't 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 get it twisted. Every single holiday, every single major holiday, um, especially the nationally recognized ones, have been commercialized. Um, the commodification of these holidays is very much a thing. And it 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 applies to all of them. I mean, it's 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 about money, it's about spending money, it's about licensing, um, it's about opportunities to sell people things. Um and you know, this this holiday in particular, it 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 I feel like I've been sold some bullshit. Um it's just, this holiday doesn't belong to everyone, like like truly. And no matter how one might try to spin it, this one doesn't belong to everyone. I mean, I think about the 4th of July uh, and how it's supposed to be the celebration of freedom. It's supposed to be for every American. But, you know, I feel comfortable saying, you know, for me and other black folks, we're not a monolith, of course, but... Um, I know a ton of black folks who don't feel uh, don't feel those feelings about the Fourth of July. It doesn't feel like it was for us. Um, and you know, you you have have historical writings that that kind of affirm this the long standing um, presence of that ideology for black folks. You know, you know, even going back to. Uh, Frederick Douglass's uh what's the meaning of the 4th of July to a negro like it's 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 not our holiday you know we just we're just included now it it kind of feels like it kind of feels like a group of folks going to the club and you know you might not be you know the 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 most attractive woman in your clique you might not be the dude with the most money you know what I'm saying? The, you know what I'm saying? The best fit, whatever the case it is. And all your people get into the club and you get in because you kind of with them. But if you was trying to get in by yourself, they wouldn't let you in. That's what this, that's what the 4th of July feels like to me. And um, I'm curious if any thoughtful, considerate white folks feel the same way uh about Juneteenth that black folks feel about the 4th of July. I'm just curious because it's it's I don't know. It's it's again, it's a complicated relationship that I have with it. I absolutely believe that it's a date to be celebrated, um to be acknowledged. 
But as I've told you guys before, with any holiday, any tradition, any convention, uh, I think we need to uh, also approach them with some critical thought and consideration um, and not just take be so willing to kind of take things on surface level. So absolutely celebrate. I did acknowledge I did. But I also took some time to really kind of think about things and have a, a, a critical analysis of my relationship and our relationship with Juneteenth. So, you know, I, I, I try to have the conversation and, and be open um, and authentic about my feelings about it, but it just lands a little bit different for me. And um, I don't think I'm gonna be able to shake that. I'm still searching through um, and kind of navigating my thoughts and feelings around it until I kind of ground somewhere. But at the very least, the whole production of Juneteenth, it doesn't feel right. And I don't like it. And that's all I have to say about that. So, yeah, um, I love to hear you guys' thoughts, comments on um, Juneteenth, on uh, you know, Black Dads and Father's Day and, and, and Internet, everything that we kind of talked about today. I love uh, extending these conversations both online and offline. Um, so highlight me, drop something in the comments, DM me, hit me up, pull up on me in person. Um, love to talk about this kind of stuff. I think it's super meaningful and super thoughtful to kind of have these conversations um, both online and offline. Uh, don't forget to like this video and subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel uh, and be sure to, to subscribe uh, wherever you may be listening on, across podcast platforms. And make sure you link up with me on socials, IG and TikTok at Big Merck, B-I-G-G dot M-E-R-K. And yeah. Um, oh, oh, Beyonce, Beyonce. So, yeah, I'm a. Um, I'm going to give away these Beyonce tickets. I'm absolutely going to do it. Um, in celebration of my birthday, I'm going to I'm going to gift someone two tickets to this Beyonce show in New Orleans on September 27th. So this this is let's let's do this. I will give away the tickets for free, but this video this video has to get Hmm. I mean, these these some big tickets, so we got to do some work here. This video needs a thousand views. Uh, yeah, a thousand views. Uh, I want to get the subscribers to this page up to five hundred, and I need I need a hundred likes. If we knock those out, I'm going to give away these two tickets to Beyonce on the floor, by the stage, New Orleans, September 27th, to someone for free. And uh, let's run this until the end of July. If we can get that to shape by the end of July, I'll give away these tickets. And yeah, that'll give you know the, the winner... Uh, ample time to be able to book lodging and accommodations um 
and yeah, and, and go have a ball and, and celebrate with the rest of the high. So let's do that. We get those numbers, a thousand like, uh, no, a thousand views on this video, a uh, hundred likes, and get. Let's try to get these uh, these subs, these subscribers up to five hundred by the end of July, and I'm gonna give away these Beyonce tickets. So. Uh, yeah, stay locked in with me for more details. Let's get these numbers up. I want to give away these tickets um, because I'm not going. I'm going to, to another show. Um, so y'all come get them. But uh, until then, until the next time, uh, pull up, stay up, and get lit. Y'all be cool. I just love doing that. I just think I just love doing that. <laughs> uh, back at it, another crack at it. I'm a fiend for it, like a crack addict. This is mathematics. Try and match it or add it. The mad at it, far from average, a savage. Call me Luca from Atlanta to Dallas. I'm a maverick. First pick, like I got drafted. World on my back, like Atlas. Cause you map this and that.